pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 269. Today I'm going to chat with Ari Bartolome from Aero Precision, discuss the latest development in Delaware's mag ban, highlight new weapon lights from Hollison, and talk about the latest shenanigans the ATF is up to. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Ari, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. What state are you currently in right now? Um, we're in Washington. Oh, okay. Nice. I didn't realize that you were still in Washington because I knew you were, you know, when you at your last job, but I didn't realize that is Arrow actually based out of Washington? They are. They are. They are out in Lakewood. We have our facility out in Lakewood, but where most of the corporate officers sit are over in Tacoma. So I'm over in Tacoma right now. Gotcha. Uh, But that's 15 minutes away. And I'm actually only 20 minutes south of where Rainier Arms was in Auburn. So nice. Okay. Well, I'm in Colorado and it's finally starting to get kind of cold. Which kind of sucks because, as you guys know, I just moved into this new house. I had my landscaping done, and I didn't have a lot of plants planted yet, just the trees and the grass. But, of course, because it's only been a month since they've been planted, my sprinkler system got uh, blown out because it's getting colder. But here I am like an idiot. Well, I mean... (laughs) I say an idiot, but I'll be the only one that probably the plants last for the, you know, throughout the winter. But here I am watering it, like hand watering it. And it's freaking cold. I feel like I'm, I'm like frozen right now. <laughs> I'm envisioning you with like ice cubes coming out of out of a bowl and you're just like watering your plants. <laughs> it's freezing out there, isn't it? Well, it's not like freezing, but it's definitely kind of cold. Like the temperature okay. is definitely dropping. Yeah, it wasn't fun watering those plants, but it'll be nice when like next year comes and I don't have to do this. But you know how it is like when you put, you know, saw down and new plants, like watering's pretty important for them to survive. It, it is as, as well as like how they set up all the soil. When when I bought my house new um, a few years ago, um, apparently they only went like three inches or four inches down. So my grass was just trash and I had to actually redo all of my <laughs> my landscaping and uh everything is i got fake turf now so i don't have to worry so about you learned your lesson so my neighbor has fake turf and as i'm sitting here freezing my ass off watering my lawn i'm just looking over at their fake turf like cool <laughs> great i went the wrong route <laughs> yeah no definitely i i uh i sold my lawnmower after that you know growing up that was like a punishment for us right to lawn mow the lawn <laughs> yeah so i was like Growing up, I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm my own adult now. I'm not, I'm not doing any of this. Right. Um, I'll plop the money down and and not worry about it. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Uh, my kids have, like, really bad uh, seasonal allergies. So every time I cut the lawn, it was it was pretty bad for them. So that's that's my justification anyhow. Right. Um, more or less, I'm lazy. Um, it's it's <laughs> just kind of a win-win for both you and the kids. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I was like, oh, it's for the kids. Everything's for the kids. Yeah, they need a new gun. They need... They need a new bike, you know? <laughs> yeah, they probably need a better car to drive in, you know, so that you could take them to school. Right? Yeah, That's exactly what I was thinking when exactly. I bought my Tacoma. I was like, you know what? <laughs> can't be bringing my dually in here every single time, yeah. so no. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into it, we're going to talk about Smith & Wesson real quick. I can't say what it is, 
But the show comes out on Monday, and the very next day, on Tuesday, Smith & Wesson is releasing a new product at 8 a.m. I would highly recommend that you guys jump on their social media the next day and check out what it is. I've already had the opportunity to shoot it, and then also I am releasing a video on Tuesday as well of my review of that product. Definitely check both of them out. My video could be found on YouTube. Just Google Ava Flannel 1N2Ls. And I would say for certain type of people that uh, like specific guns, this probably is right up your alley. So stay tuned for that. To check out all of their other firearms, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Ari, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I've actually known you for a few years now, and originally I met you when you were with Rainier Arms and mm-hmm. just saw you recently at TriggerCon. But now, as of this year, as of like just what, like was it six or seven months ago, you went on over to Aero Precision, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I got a call from them um, and uh, made the switch earlier this year, um, which was kind of an interesting transitional period because um, I was actually still in the middle of trying to get uh Trigacon planned out. But, you know, in this industry, what's a good time for, yeah. for any sort of transition? And it seemed to come at a time where it, it kind of met some needs for me and uh, uh, it worked out really well. So I'm, I'm very happy here. And- um, but I'm still very good friends, obviously, with John. John and I talk a lot. Obviously, it was just with him a few weeks ago at TriggerCon. It was really good catching up with everybody. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, so John's the owner of Rainier Arms. And how long were you at Rainier Arms before you made the switch? Um, Officially, just around 12 and a half years. Wow. So, it's a long time. Been with John since, yeah, since 2010. So it was it was different. It's not, you know, like I didn't have a lot of jobs. Um, meeting like a, my, my previous role from John, I, I was at for 12 years. So most of my adult life, um, I, I've, I've only had a, a few roles, um, but leaving Rainier was something completely different. Um, yeah. It was very emotional, but I've always been the type to try to keep my feelings and what I know or intend to, to do right mm-hmm. as separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a decision that I, I took very lightly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, I also realized changes is, is, you know, it either change is going to happen or you're going to create that change. And I just knew I was up for that next challenge and uh, uh, really like what I saw coming over here um, at Arrow. Really believe in the team. Uh, I've known the team here for quite a long time. I've known my boss, you know, for several years, or, or my new my my boss now, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for several years, uh, I've known Scott um, and their and their team. Um, they've just done an incredible job of growing that business in the last five six years. They've just, I mean, blossomed. Uh, <laughs> their glow up was just rather extreme, and they obviously play a big role in our in our in our industry. So it's very humbled and flattered um, to to hear from them, and mm-hmm. so yeah. Let's talk about Aero Precision. So how long have they been around? Um, you know, Aero Precision has been around now, you know, almost as long as, as Rainier, but their start was uh, more or less in the aero industry field. It's the all-American kind of dream. Scott Dover uh, started his company out of his garage, you know, it was one of those kind of deals. And fast forward to now, we just moved into a, a huge facility on Lakewood, but 
I would say Arab Cision, as far as being who they are now, the development of that has been occurring in the last five or six years. For many, at least where I stood when I was at Rainier Arms, Arab Cision was a name, but it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, they make great receiver sets for a really good value, right? Yeah. And that was kind of kind of what their their steel was. That they they had that consumer group or that that price level pretty locked down. Oh, yeah. Had a really strong following and their their focus has always been just on manufacturing. They invest a lot of dollars in getting the right machining and tools and the right people involved. It's it, it's amazing. Uh, I, I grew up with my father in Boeing and uh I just remember going to uh, a plant and I, I got that same feeling when I got into Arrow and I was like Wow, it just really brings back those memories of, of visiting my dad, um, just watching this huge scale operation mm-hmm. occur. And so uh, five, the last five or six years, they've really been uh, making some headways with, with establishing who they are. And it's going to be really interesting to watch um, them in the next couple of years because uh, they've got some uh, new things uh, in the hopper. And I know they're looking to really kind of evolve that name from just being an AR manufacturer to to maybe different segments of our firearms industry. So that 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 really excited me. So yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify, what is your position there? Uh, I'm the director of marketing strategies. So I handle um, communications, I handle uh, the e-com, um, I handle and work with uh, events, uh, planning, uh, industry relationships, um, Know, kind of the 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 strategic portion of of marketing. Mm-hmm. Marketing very interesting. I, every time I meet with people and say they love marketing, it's like which aspect of it? Because it's right. such a multifaceted department or division. I think most people just think, you know, going to shows or uh, doing events or um, like all the fun uh, stuff. Yeah, all the fun stuff. They don't right? see like uh, all the work that goes on behind the scenes in order to make that event yeah. happen or in order to create, you know some of that marketing material, you know, such as social media content and stuff like that. <laughs> those, those are all real fun and they're all critical roles in our, in our, in our business. But, you know, you, you, you have to, to have the, the full picture. So, you know, throughout the years, I've learned a lot uh, working at Radio Arms and working directly for John, mm-hmm. um, studying under him and essentially, and, uh, I was able to 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 use some of those things that I learned and brought it over here. Uh, they have an incredible content team. I, hands down, just a very talented group of guys uh, over here that you know you give them an assignment, uh, they they just absolutely crush it. Nice. Um, and and so it's really nice that I don't necessarily have to play that role anymore um, in that content creation. So the social media aspect, the content creation is just you know now it's just more or less asking them for specifically uh, for, for things that we need, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be for magazines or uh, TV ads, commercials, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did a great job. But when I was over at Rainier, that was uh, something that I was kind of more involved in, uh, was that content creation, the graphic design, uh, some of the banners and stuff. But now I, I kind of play more a, a role where I, I have team members or, or employees that I help uh, and assist to you know, do all those functions and team mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's been nice. It's been a nice change, but at the same time, I can't, I can't help but uh, 
sometimes wish I was a, a part of that a little yeah. bit more, but right. yeah, there, there's, there's other aspects of the business, uh, that, that needs, uh, tending to, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, I mean, I've been a fan of error precision for a while and I have some of their stuff on a few of the ARs that I've put together and they just make really good, like quality, affordable stuff because sometimes, you know, when you're talking about quality and affordability, they don't always go hand in hand. It's like you have to sacrifice one or the other. Whereas like with Arrow, I felt like I never had to sacrifice that. And if I'm searching, you know, let's say I'm on Rainier Arms or Primary Arms or wherever, and I'm, you know, I'm searching for parts to put into my AR. If there is Arrow Precision parts available, I've always gone with that just because I know it's good quality. But you guys are known for your AR-15s and... One thing that I always thought was interesting is you guys sell complete uppers and complete lowers, but you don't sell the guns together, which is kind of nice because it gives people the opportunity to like mix and match. Or I know, you know, with DCF guns, we were thinking about doing like a build class where people could put together a complete AR-15 using Mm -hmm. error precision parts. But why is that that they specifically do not sell the completed gun together? You know, it, it's something that we've always had some internal discussions, and it hasn't always been the case. Um, there, there was a, a period in the history of, of Arrow where they did sell complete firearms. We have another company that, and, and so, so most people know, uh, we, we have sister companies because we're we're all owned by uh, some of the same investment group, and their focus has been more on on the complete rifles. Uh, and I'm talking particularly about Stag. Um, so we, we've always kind of just kept our lines, um, you know, we're, we're the uh, component aspect of it. Uh, not to say that it's not something that we won't do in the future. It just doesn't align really well when we have uh, two different companies that are both essentially in that same business line. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about primary arms. Primary Arms has two new red dots that you need to check out. I actually put out like a sort of a funny little reel on Instagram with me and Peaches and it said uh, Shopping Network, but I'm highlighting two red dots. So it's a classic series, 24 millimeter and 21 millimeter red dots. They're available for pre-order right now and they should start shipping mid-month. Both have like a rugged 6061 aluminum housing with a three MOA dot with a sight window maximized for their size so that you have the best field of view. The 24 millimeter is made with an RMR footprint, so it'll fit all of your like full size pistols and uses a standard CR2032 battery. And then the 21 millimeter version is perfect for micro pistols like the P365, Masada Slim and others that have the shield RMS footprint. Even though the lens is slightly smaller than the 24 millimeter, it's square. So you still have as big of a window as possible for the best sight picture. Best of all, both of these red dots are only $149. You cannot beat the price. Head on over to primaryarms.com. And then don't forget to use the code AVA during checkout. Depending on what optic you get, you might get a few extra goodies. And that is, again, at primaryarms.com. Some of the new releases that we'll be coming out with may be in, in the form of a complete firearm. Nice. Um, and talking particularly about our bolt gun, which will be uh, coming out here uh, really soon. 
I know. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I tried it out at Trericon and was yeah. really impressed. At first, when you guys said that you were releasing a bolt gun, I was just like, all right, well, that's cool. I mean, there's quite <laughs> a few bolt guns on the market. But yeah. then I was thinking to myself, like, you guys are known for your quality, your price points. And this is going to give people a huge opportunity to own a quality bolt gun for, I got to believe, much less than a lot of the competitors out there, correct? Yeah, we're, you know, we're not completely chopping it in half in terms of the pricing, but um, I think what for what we have into the gun from a feature set, it's going to be very uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. And right now we're, we're, we're targeting, you know, that complete gun. And uh, mind you, this is also with our new chassis uh, that we're, we're coming out with. So we've got a chassis, we've got the action and it'll be barreled and we're, we're shooting for a price range of sub 2000. Okay. So, you know, it's, It's not going to be like super budget budget, but this is not the um, type of product that we're coming out with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so we're kind of breaking out of a shell a little bit, uh, showing and really exhibiting um, some of our manufacturing processes. When they explained the bull gun to me, it was evident that it wasn't just, hey, let's just, you know, copy something and do something uh, very close. I know a lot of people uh, draw similarities uh, to our bolt gun to something like the Remington 700. Yeah. Um, and, and, and most people believe that it's, it's a 700, you know, like knockoff, uh, which, which isn't the case. Uh, there, there's only a few components, um, within that, uh, bolt gun that's actually a 700, uh, specifically like the trigger, but like the action itself, we use a 60 degree, um, system and, uh, three lugs. So, uh, much shorter throw. The uh, prefit um, allows for you to be able to match your own barrel. So one of the biggest gateways for uh, bolt guns has always been that for you to get a quality one, and, and most uh, PRS or very serious hunters know this, it requires a very skilled gunsmith uh, to install that barrel. So, you know, we're talking more costs. We're talking also some, um, some time to do that. And most mm-hmm. of those guys are not going to do it as you wait, so to speak, you know, yeah. uh, my experience when I had my, my, uh, custom bulk gun built, uh, a few years back was that, um, you send a bunch of parts to a guy and you don't bother him. <laughs> He's, he, it's one of those things where you just don't call every other week and say, Hey, where are we at? Is there, you have to just accept that, Hey, it's going to take some time because the more times he picks up that phone, I guarantee you're not going to get the best product that you probably would would expect and uh and i i know and understand that process i i i uh i did some armory work and and anytime that you rush my work it's not going to be great right okay. so um and i want them to be in that red right head space uh or you know mental space to be able to do it so i i just don't bother them and and i remember getting my gun back in like 10 months and i was happy and delighted it was just like uh, waiting for my suppressor to get out of, uh, uh, that form four process. But, um, what we've done because it's got the prefit extension, it's also got the, uh, short shank. Uh, so we, you can now, you know, with a headspace gauge, uh, do that yourself. So, um, we know that that's a big segment of our consumer group. Um, obviously we look, we have a consumer group that is very, uh, educated and 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 knows how and likes to be a part of that build process. So now we've 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 allowed it uh, for our bolt guns. So. Nice. And I have to ask. So when I tried out the bolt gun, it had a trigger tech trigger in it, which I really liked. Is that going yeah. to be available, or are you guys going to make yeah. different options? 
we have some different options. Um, that was uh, Trigger Tech's one of their uh, more premier uh, trigger systems, their their Diamond series, and it was. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Every single time I got somebody on the gun, I was like, you know what? Let's 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 dry fire the gun a couple of times. And every single time, people were very surprised how well it did. And so that was a, a big reason for why we wanted to partner with uh, Trigger Tech, yeah, uh, for some of our triggers. But you know, it's it's the bolt gun game. So everyone's got their preferences on triggers. So you can certainly work with that Timony trigger that you like, or or anything else. Um, but yeah, that makes uh, sense for us. Yeah, that diving trigger did really well for us. And when are you expecting that the bolt gun is going to be available to the public? We're shooting for the end of Q4. Our suppressor, so we, we we've got we've got both the suppressor and the bolt gun sort of launching in that same period. The suppressor is launching. Uh, the last date I heard was November 30th, and the bolt gun will be shortly after that. I'm thinking weeks behind that. I know that we'll we'll be doing a dealer presale, uh, getting um, all of our stocking dealers loaded up before we get that and push that out to our own public. Nice. Um, but the goal here is to make sure that that gets launched before Q4 is over. Nice. That's I like the idea that you're going to stock you know your dealers with the gun before it comes yeah. out. That way, people if they want to go to the store and check it out, it's available. Because nothing's worse than something that comes out and you're like, well, all right, well, don't worry, it'll be in stores in six months. You know. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, and I've been a part of some of those where it's like it, it doesn't make you feel great because you're like you're you're part of the launch, but not really. Yeah. Um, you get that second allocation. It's kind of like, here's the buffet, but wait to get your food until I get all of mine. Right. Um, and that's never been um, <laughs> how we manage our relationships over here. A big part of our business, obviously, is is working with our dealers. I would say, you know, uh, that's been our our model, mm -hmm. uh, essentially, here at Arrow, is that, you know, we we want to make sure that we uh, take care and supply that that uh, dealer group. And so that that they're going to get a, a nice little head start to, to stock up and to be actually a part of that launch that, sure. that we do. Yeah. Um, and so we're very excited for that. Let's talk about Aero Precision is getting into the suppressor world. What brought <laughs> that about and what are you guys going to start off? Is it just one suppressor that you guys are releasing or is it going to be an entire line? We're shooting for an entire line. So one of our very talented engineers here, Jaden, uh, you guys might know him. He used to, uh, well, he owned VG6 and it's it's another brand that um, we work with here. He is a uh, flow engineer. So he, you know, he's been always known for his uh, compensators. And it was kind of one of those things he had kind of cooking. And so I know that it's been a product that's been in development for the last two years. Wow. Um, and so it's always been something that we wanted to kind of get out with, but now we're kind of getting closer to the end of that tunnel. And we're all really excited because, you know, again, we're truly trying to recreate our name, not not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but like we are trying to get into more segments of the market. Mm -hmm. um, so right now we've got three separate models of our Lahar series um, suppressors. We've got the standard model, which is, uh, I think, I believe like seven inches uh, long and the uh, L, which is the longer model. Uh, that's much more suited for your like bolt guns or something that you're going to keep as more of a, a stable host, you know, direct thread. Um, then we got the K model, which is um, for the door kickers or the guys who um, want a shorter solution for their sound suppression. Hmm. Um, okay. But we, we will be, you know, um, there's been talks, um, but it, it's obviously going to take a little while. But we're, we're, you know, we're looking at 
uh, doing some other things in a suppressor segment. So nice. I like it. And is it direct thread? Does it involve some sort of mounting device? It's universal in a sense where if you've got uh, a chemo mount or a ASR mount that you want to use, uh-huh. uh, the back of the suppressor itself is a standard 158s, you know, 24 thread. So you could use the end cap and muzzle device of your ACR or okay. or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we are coming out with our own uh, QD system called the Mantle. But as we release it, um, these are being released with direct threads. So uh, either a five ace or, or a half by 24. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's what you expect anymore with, with suppressors, the, the modularity aspect of it. And um, one thing I appreciate by that uh, design is that you're not forced to having to, to maybe swap all those muzzle devices because as most suppressor owners know, um, you know, it, those key pain. systems, you probably have them on a couple guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pain to just keep swapping them out. That's why yeah. people are always like, well, you know, why don't you suppress that? And I'm like, well, my suppressor right now is on another gun and I really just don't yeah. want to take it off because it's not as easy. I mean, it's it's just, it's an inconvenience. It's not it like it's hard, but it's another thing that's time consuming that's going to take away yeah. from the time of like me enjoying shooting this gun. So I'd rather just yeah. get suppressors for the guns, keep them on there. Because unless that suppressor is out there where it is pretty universal and really easy to take on and off, which a lot of them aren't, then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're, so, lo- you're locked down to that. Folks. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, when I go out shooting with with my friends or, or, or whatever, I'll bring two or three suppressors and like five or six guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within those five or six guns, I can, you know, swap that suppressor out because who wants to shoot unsuppressed? I mean, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, once you shoot suppressed, you don't want to go back. It's no, like exactly. going from a, from a manual window in your car to a power window. There's, like, <laughs> right? there's no way you're going to make me crank that window open. Anymore. That's just done. Yeah, I know. It's like, hello, it's 2022. Yeah, it's I agree. Like, get a suppressor, dude. Yeah, see, that's so uncivilized now. Yeah, it's 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 very pleasant to to shoot with a suppressor. It's also really good for training. I'm sure you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is something that you do with with training, but at least when I train um, my family members, mostly my kids and and my nieces and nephews, I like using a suppressor because one, it's one less distraction for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you know, like for for new shooters the percussion and the recoil is very distracting um, when you're really trying to teach fundamentals, when you're trying to teach um, grip, when you're trying to teach uh, trigger press, like all that goes out the window because you're, you're, you're preparing for this loud boom, Yeah, you know, so, exactly. you know, anytime I shoot with my kids, they shoot suppress, they can worry about sight picture and trigger press alone and, and develop those fundamentals before um, they start working into some of those bad habits. And I see a lot of shooters do that because of uh, of those things, you know, they're prepping for that recoil. And mm-hmm. and you see it, even pro shooters, uh, um, when they pull that trigger and it doesn't go bang, you see a little bit of a lurch. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's to be expected. But when you teach those fundamentals and you instill those fundamentals um, and you allow it to develop, it, I, I think you're better off. Yep, absolutely. I completely agree. What is going to be like roughly the price point for those suppressors? They're starting our MSRP right now is starting at five forty nine. Okay. So um, depending on what you want to do, uh, we've got direct thread options. We've got the Mantle QD system um, also coming out, and uh, you, we've got three different sizes. Um, so it's five forty nine for the K, six forty nine for the standard, and seven forty nine for the L. 
Oh, nice. Um, and they've been doing they've been doing really well. Um, we just did the uh, dealer presale on those the other day, and uh, everyone on the phones were just really excited about. Very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, so when I shot the bolt action rifle that you guys had, it had your suppressor on it, but unfortunately it was in the rifle range. And so it was like really hard to get, you know, <laughs> yeah. to see or hear like how really well it, it. it was working. But yeah, I'm really well, excited for you guys. Get you back out here and where it's less, less distracting sometimes. I'm sure I'll run into you out there um, at one of the shows. Exactly. I, I know that we're, we're going to uh, Savannah here in the next couple of weeks for, for, uh, recoils, uh, CanCon yeah. show. Um, so that'll be nicer. We're next to other suppressed guns and we don't have a 50 Barrett, um, a few right. lanes down from I us. Know. Just huh. I know. Uh, yeah, those guys were relentless, but it was, it was fine. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about going to CanCon, which is funny. Cause if you actually, uh, like Google CanCon, uh, it's always like it, Canada, some event in Canada comes up first. So I thought that yeah. was kind of funny, but I thought about going and, uh, it's like, I want to go to all these events. And then after that, it's like suppressor fest or something. Well, CanCon actually took over suppressor fest is, oh, is how okay. I understood it. Okay. So same facility that they had suppressor fest at, uh, but different, um, hosts, um, now recoil magazines involved now silencer shop is involved. So I'll be, uh, seeing my buddy, Elliot and um, uh, Elliot. Guys over at recoil. Yeah. yeah. So they'll all be out there, which excites me. Cause we're, that's, that's, that's another, uh, partner that we're, we're working with right now as well. So really excited to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought about going, but I just, it would be nice to just kind of stay put for this month, you know? Especially when, when you just move into a new house and you have all this other stuff going on, it's like, Oh, can I just like enjoy my house for a little bit? And then I I was surprised to see you at a jury con because I I know, I know. And I was thinking to myself and I remember hearing that there's something wrong with peaches. Um, and I was thinking like, there's no way Ava's going. Like I would, if I were her, I'd, I'd hang back, but you're a trooper and it was really cool to to see out there. Yeah. I did have a lot of fun and it was really nice to catch up with everyone. And to see you, because it's been actually a little while since I've seen you. It has. Yeah, yeah. The whole COVID thing, right? I know. Um, it ruined everything. It, it was nice because that that was, um, I, I've been to a lot of these, what I call micro uh, events. And mm-hmm. that's, it, it's become more popular. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I don't think people are waiting anymore for for SHOT Show's uh, range day. They're yeah. having their own sort of media day. And I think that's really exciting. So we're, we're, we're trying to be a part of some of those. But it was it was nice to see even at, at these micro events, um, you know, to, to see the, the old game, mm-hmm. uh, some of the people that I used to see all the time. So, um, it was, it was nice catching up and I, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting season for us, uh, as far as shows are concerned. Cause I obviously would travel up, you know, and, and, and everything else, like everyone's just been roaring to, to get back out. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, is there anything else that you can share with us or any future plans? I mean, you guys already have a lot in the works, obviously. You're going to kind (laughs) of steal a lot of these shows with your new bolt action rifle and then the suppressors and... Um, you know, more or less, um, you know, we, we obviously want to make sure and we, we put some good follow through with, with these products that we're launching out here for, which should hopefully, um, you know, keep us busy for the next couple quarters here. We do have some more uh, tricks up our sleeves, um, none that we're prepared to create a, a statement about yet, mm-hmm. um, but staying along with the lines of, of what I mentioned earlier of, you know, we are trying to 
get out there a little bit more. So you you, you will see that our name um, out there in, in some new arenas, you know. So we'll, once we get those uh, more nailed down, I'll make sure to, to catch up with you. Okay, awesome. And for anyone who wants to follow Aero Precision on social media or check out your website, what are the handles for that? Yeah, so uh, AeroPrecisionUSA.com. We're on Twitter. We're on um, TikTok. We're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, one of our most a- more active group is the Reddit. Um, we, we love uh, playing out there. So hmm. um, yeah, we have a great team of social media folks. So um, yeah, make sure you drop by. Okay, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you have to run and I'm going to do the rest of the show without you, but um, I do appreciate you making the time to come on the show. I've wanted to have you on for a while. And then when you switched over to Arrow, I don't think I've had Arrow Precision on the show at all. So no. it was really nice to just kind of get you on, you know, catch up with you, but then also talk about a company that I've been a fan of for years and haven't managed to get onto the show. So kind of killing well, two birds with one stone. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, it was really good catching up with you, Ava. And like I said, we do have some uh, exciting announcements to, to make here. Uh, I don't know how soon, but, you know, they they are in the works. And uh, I'll make sure to, you know, once we have something more formal to say that we'll catch back up. Okay, but, awesome. Uh, absolutely. Okay. It, was, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Ava. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. I just got a chance to try out the new Blackbeard X from Mantis this week. I shared a video on my Instagram and I'm about to share a video on my YouTube highlighting the Blackbeard X, but it was so much fun. So basically it takes the Blackbeard that you're used to seeing, it's auto resetting the trigger, but then they also incorporated the analytics of the X in one unit. Like I said, it resets the trigger, but also gives you the analytics all that movement before, while, and during pressing the trigger. And it's just so much fun. I'd highly recommend trying it out. Right now, MSRP on the new Blackbeard X is $299 with no laser, $319 with a red laser, or $349 with a green or infrared laser. Check it out at mantisx.com. All right, so moving on with the rest of the show, I'd like to welcome back Jon Snow. Jon, how have you been? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing well. Just hanging in there. Wanted to have you back on to talk about, first of all, politics. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Do you kind of want to just give us a lowdown on what's going on with, I posted an article called Turn Them In or You're a Felon. Yeah, so... This is another one of the state mag bans that's currently on the books. This one's in Delaware. And June of this year, Delaware signed into law the Delaware Large Capacity Magazine Act. And it bans not only manufacture of new ones, but also possession of any pre-existing. So there's no grandfathering of any magazines that have more than 17 rounds. So... Basically, the way the law is written, if you have a magazine over 17 rounds, it's a felony. Wow. 
the provision that they have written in there, the first time you get caught with one, it would be a misdemeanor, but any subsequent offenses would be a classy felony that they would charge you with. So either way, just like all the other cases that we have going forward right now, you know, California's mag ban, which, you know, we had freedom week in California and now the Supreme court directed the ninth circuit to revisit that case Mm -hmm. after the Bruin decision And basically they told them you have to apply the requirements that we've set forth for historical precedents in how these laws are interpreted. Basically, the directive is quite clear. You have to look at the constitutionality of it. And this law is not constitutional. But that's not stopping states like Delaware from going forward and passing this. So they're putting this forward right now. And we've got right now the Ninth Circuit, they're rehearing that case. Mm -hmm. If they follow the directives from SCOTUS, it's quite clear that that case will be struck down, which means any subsequent law in this one, the precedent is there that it's going to be ruled unconstitutional as well, but they're going to keep fighting it as far as they can. So they're pushing forward right now with a buyback program well, and- so, okay, at least they are doing a buyback program. Not to say like, like this is great by any means, but like when they ban the bump stocks, I mean, there's no buyback for that. But again, I'm not saying that that's any better, but I mean, at least, you know, they're kind of giving you something, but I mean. It's yeah, unconstitutional, it's but absolutely, it's a little more yeah. palatable. Yeah. What so- was it? So it's $15 for mags that hold 18 to 30 rounds, $25 for mags that hold 31 or more and 80 for drum mags. So the thing about that is if you want to turn them in anonymously, you won't get anything. So you have to give them your ID. You have to prove that you're a resident of the state. So basically you have to say, yeah, I was in possession of these and you've only got a finite period to do this. So then that's stupid because then you're basically also saying that you have guns as well. Exactly. The thing is they're pushing forward with this. They want to get this already done and taken care of so that they can destroy all these magazines Mm -hmm. before the SCOTUS case gets fully revisited and that sets precedent that would impact that state as well. So they know that this is likely to get struck down, but that's not stopping them from going full force in it. So yeah, absolutely. What would you recommend for those living in Delaware? When this goes into effect in Delaware, how exactly you want to act, what you want to do with it, It's up to you. From a legal perspective, we know that this case is likely to get struck down. Yeah. However, the best thing that I would do is if I lived in Delaware, I would not turn anything in. I would give them to a relative out of state and have them hold on to them. Yeah. Would be my best advice. Or get a shovel. Have a relative. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that, but I did. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Legally speaking, park him with a resident. Yeah. Or not a resident, but a relative out of state yeah. is the best option for you at yeah. this point. Because it is likely to be overturned. Yeah, so don't destroy them just yet. And by the way, if you guys need my address, I'll give it to you. Because I could always yeah. use extra magazines. All right, moving forward, Franklin Armory. If you haven't gone binary yet... Definitely need to. I finally, okay, one of the great things about working with DCF guns, we have a gunsmith on site all the time. And I don't always have the time to swap out triggers and all that stuff. So just dropped my guns off yesterday. The AP5 with the HK binary trigger 
and then my AK with the AK binary trigger and picked it up today. And I cannot wait to go out and test it now because I'm like, oh, so, so far, you know, I only have the AR that has the binary trigger, but now I also have the AP5 and as well as a full size AK. And it's going to be so freaking fun and I can't wait. So if you guys haven't jumped on the binary train, definitely do so. Head on over to franklinarmory.com. Remember to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is, are you really going to start an OnlyFans? And the question is no, never. I just joked about it. I put like a funny, like stupid video on Instagram and well, it turns out, I think a lot of people would subscribe, but regardless, I don't really have a lot of respect for a lot of the people that are doing stuff like that. And even though I will say, I mean, it seems like OnlyFans actually isn't just like sexual. There's like people that talk about like maybe their work or I don't know. Somebody was telling me about some girl who's like, a waitress and talks about just like her experiences as a waitress. And I mean, who's to say, you know, OnlyFans and Patreon or any different, depending on like the content that you're putting out there. But I'm happy where I'm at. And as far as like pushing out my sexuality or my body or anything like that, like I will never do. I have no desire to ever do that. But, you know, I'm kind of what, what should I say? I'm honored that people would subscribe. But uh Yeah, there is not going to be any of that. But if you guys do want to support me in any way, definitely uh, contribute to Patreon, which means that you enjoy the show and that would be appreciated. But needless to say, there is not going to be an OnlyFans ever. So there is that. And it's really hard to concentrate right now because Peaches is like running around she has the zoomies and she's playing with her toy in my office. <laughs> and I, all I keep thinking is like, you guys probably hear all the background noise and it's her just running around like this little six pound freaking dog making all this noise, but it's cracking me up. Peaches could start an only zoomies. She probably could actually, you know what? I think maybe it may be time to start her Instagram. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. At that point, then I'm like, oh, it's still more work, but she's so freaking cute. I think that the world just deserves to see how cute she is. Huh, Peaches? IWI. I finally just got around to shooting the Tavor SBR that I got, I don't know, two months ago. And I have to say, I'm so impressed with it. You know, having a shorter barrel, I thought for sure, like there's going to be quite a bit of recoil or it's going to be really loud to shoot or like there's going to be something unpleasant because it's not like the full length that everyone else is experiencing or that you're used to, you know, with most bullpups. But it shot really well. And I even had my camera guy shoot it and he was really impressed with it. Although I will say when you're the shooter, it's nice. But when you're on the side, it actually was pretty loud. I had my ear pro on, but I still like kind of had to like put my hands over my ears because it was pretty loud. So if you're on the, you know, the sidelines and and maybe that's just, you know, maybe I just need to change out like the muzzle device on it or something like that. I am actually going to suppress it. We'll see. But 
yeah, it just seemed really balanced. I don't have a lot of experience with Tavor's, even just the different controls, you know, like the charging handle, you can pull back, but in order to put the bolt forward, there's a little button that's right behind the magazine and, you know, all the controls were really different, but actually I caught them pretty quickly. It was a little more like intuitive than I thought it would be. So if you guys are thinking, you know, that maybe like you want to buy a Tavor, but you're not sure how it's going to shoot. I really don't think that you're going to be disappointed. I had a ton of fun and I can't wait to upgrade it with the rest of the parts, finish my review on it, add a suppressor and just kind of run with it and like really have fun. If you want to check out more about the Tavor and all the specs and stuff, head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off any of the accessories in their web store. Yeah, I think you'll really like the Tavor when you get used to it. The way they designed it, you know, specifically, they designed the Tavor series around being a close quarters maneuverable gun. And so they really designed it with a good center of gravity so that you can control the gun with a single hand. Mm -hmm. So all those controls are right there for your single hand operation, because I mean, they intended this for, you know, guys going into rooms and having to have their other hand free. So the ergonomics, like you said, they're actually pretty intuitive. Yeah. That and, makes then, sense. and then suppressed always. Yeah. Always I know. going to love it suppressed. Right. I agree. Tactic talk discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. Tacti Talk. Hollison just announced a PID weapon light. Yeah. So the PID, it's an abbreviation for positive identification, which is something you obviously need to have for low light conditions if you mm -hmm. ever have to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. So they took that acronym and they've done four different models with these. They're pretty competitive from the looks of things. I haven't seen them in person or anything, just looked at pictures but they have a nice rugged looking 7075 aluminum housing, black anodized. They look pretty tough, you know, in comparison to like a Streamlight or one of those. They're tested for 2000 Gs of shock resistance. So they're going to stand up to pretty much any of the caliber pistols that you would stick them on. Mm -hmm. And then of course they're also waterproof. They've only got one of them out right now. It's the PID and it's designed for high power. It's a thousand luminance and 23,000 candela of light. And it's pretty compact. I couldn't find the exact dimensions, but I think from the looks of it, of pictures I saw, it's about the same size as a TLR seven from Streamlight. So pretty compact, but that's twice the lumens that a TLR seven is rated for. So hmm. very good light output. Now, one thing, if you're not familiar with the difference between lumens and candela, lumens is the total amount of light emitted and candela is the amount emitted in a particular direction. So like straightforward. So that one at 23,000 candela is that much straightforward. They have another one, the PIDHC, which again, it's also compact, but it's designed for high candela output. It's 42,000 candela and 800 lumens. So wow. a little bit less on the lumens, but a lot more directional light. So it's going to be, you know, for like straightforward, a little bit longer distance um, mm -hmm. identification. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks nice. And they all seem to weigh roughly about five ounces. Yep. Yeah. And the, the one that 
that's out right now, it's 135 MSRP. So you're going to find a little less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new high compact one is 200. Uh, then they also have the PID plus, which adds a green laser to it. And that one's going to be, you know, same $200, which, uh, if you look at like a Streamlight, the TLR 8G is our compact one with a laser, you know, you're looking at, I think it's like 375. So pretty affordable in comparison and then they've also done one called the dual and that one's going to ship end of the year and that one has a infrared laser as well as green so those are kind of cool and pretty affordable yeah and hollow sun i've uh run a number of their optics i've got one of their the 507ks now and i've been really happy with it it's quite rugged so i Mm -hmm. haven't had any issues at all with their stuff yeah i agree i actually i really like their their optics their stuff is pretty good they were i think they were like one of the first companies that actually kind of started to change the optic market and put out some like quality optics that didn't cost an arm and a leg yeah they were one of those ones that when they first came on the market i was a little bit weary because the price was so dang affordable but Mm -hmm. then started getting them in my hands and they really held up well. So yeah, yeah, they've definitely changed the market. So, and now getting into lights, it's a win for everybody too. Cause you know, a good weapon light is not a cheap thing to buy often. So mm-hmm. these will be a good option. Cause one of the things that I've always hated about a lot of the lights that you find out there is like right now I run a TLR eight, which 500 lumens, it's quite good light. However, before that one came out and the TLR7, you'd have like 100 lumens. They were not anywhere near enough on a small compact weapon light. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to see some good light output on these compact lights like this. Yeah, absolutely. Caldwell has a new version of the Emacs Pro earmuffs. They're low profile with a push button volume control. You can get them in FDE, aqua, or gray, and they're available in adult or youth sizes. They have 23 decibel of noise reduction and ambient amplification so that you can hear each other on the range. They run on three AAA batteries or Caldwell's rechargeable battery back. And best of all, they're only $49.99 right now. Pretty affordable. If you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. On top of that, head on over to CaldwellShooting.com and get a pair. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Today's AF segment, thousands of guns stolen from ATF. With inflation these days, prices on guns are up, but here's a hint. The ATF is offering a steal of a deal on them. That is, ATF agents themselves have been stealing guns they were supposed to destroy, and there's no way of knowing how many and where they went. John, do you want to finish the rest of this? Sure. Yeah, so the agency that currently right now is revoking FFLs for simplest you know, typo on a single digit of a record of sale or whatever they're not even keeping track of the guns that they seize essentially. So basically since 2015, the national disposal branch in West Virginia has been used by the ATF to centralize and streamline the disposal process of forfeited and ATF owned firearms because ATF wants 
they issue a gun to their agents. It's not like police agencies where police agencies will sell them then to civilians. They destroy them afterwards. So this place has basically the poorest security that you can imagine, mm-hmm. according to the reports. There was a security guard that worked there that was stopped in a routine traffic stop. I can't remember what the date was, but recently. And he was convicted because he had stole over 46 hundred weapons and parts from the ATF lockup there. So like 3000 slides, at least 15 rifles, 80 handguns, 10 lowers, and at least four full machine guns. So he got caught in a routine traffic stop somehow, and he got convicted of that. After that, the inspector general ordered a report on this facility because clearly the security there sucked. And they found that workers will prop open doors, let unauthorized people into secure areas. They found weapons from that were seized from Operation Fast and Furious, the fiasco where they did all the gun running to Mexico. So weapons they seized from that were found laying on top of a vault. They weren't locked up where anybody who gains access, which, I mean, they're propping open the freaking doors. Anybody can get in there. And... Any of the weapons that they're keeping in temporary storage, they're not even entering them into books at all. They're not tracking anything. So there is literally no way of knowing how many weapons have gone missing from this place. And the other part is this report is recent conditions after this guard was convicted and supposedly security was tightened. Wow. It's pretty scary, really, that this facility is so unsecure compared to... I mean... There's 4,600 weapons that were seized just by this one guy. How many do they actually have there? I mean, it's got to be many thousands and knowing how many are gone. So Mm -hmm. they're basically just giving out guns to whoever the heck breaks into the facility. And one of the guys, they they found that they could get in there and no one was even there on the weekend. So it's just crazy. What's being done of this? Like now that, you know, obviously there's reports on this, is anything being done to... Like find these guns that people have stolen or, you know, increase security or like shut this place down. So the inspector general report outlined, I think it was like 15 different things that they needed to do in order to improve security. And basically ATF responded that they're going to do those. So gotcha. whether that actually makes a difference or not, we'll have to see. I would hope that we're going to see a follow up report from the inspector general on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So interesting. Well, I guess we will see what happens if anything else comes out of this, but I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I know. No kidding. All right. It is time to wrap up. There's no new iTunes reviews. Guys, what are you waiting for? Leave us a review and then also consider becoming a patron. So you can't subscribe to the only fans, but you can subscribe to the Patreon. And that's just if you enjoy the show, enjoy the content um, and you'd like to donate. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. You also get access to the Patreon only Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Although I'm currently in Facebook jail um, because of something that I posted in the Patreon group because, well, it's I, not always think- the most... I think it was the OnlyFans post. (laughs) No, it wasn't that. It was because I said that I was getting mad with all the political campaigns and all the text messages. 
that I keep getting and what I'm, I was- I'm not so sure because the OnlyFans post when I got a notification that it was there and then I went to go to it and it said this post is no longer there. That's so weird. So because I put OnlyFans, the name OnlyFans, like use the word yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, apparently <sighs> Facebook doesn't like it. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad Facebook is saving us from, you know, <laughs> uh, I can't stand this social media. Okay. Well, anyways, hopefully by the time the show comes out, I'm out of Facebook jail. But anyways, I uh, want to thank the $25 Patreons, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And of course, King of the Patreon, yours truly. That's that's John Stone, in case you guys didn't know and or in case you didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, on that note, we are out of here. I have to go install a really tall shower curtain that is it's 105 inches high just finding a shower curtain actually to fit that was it was tough but i found one and i'm gonna go do it and wish me luck and hopefully nobody gets hurt and i can bring you guys great content next week when we record the podcast all over again and on that note we're out of here and john thanks so much for your time ari He's not here, but I appreciate his time. If you guys want to check out Aero Precision, it was aeroprecisionusa.com. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs> <laughs>